It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. And unfortunately today, we were going to start continuing with our process of players who are going to be featured in our next week start of the Texas A&M Greatest of All Time Bracket. We're going to have to put that on pause because unfortunately there's been a couple new rulings going on with COVID-19 surrounding college sports and we're going to give you that update. Unfortunately, there are some pressing matters at hand that we need to address for you as the fan for you to be able to understand what happens next. So we're going to go break into that. There's been a ruling on NCAA eligibility for right now, and there's also been talks of what will happen with the remainder of the conference schedule. So before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. That is my name. Don't wear it out. I am the host of the show. You can also follow us on Aggies SI. All Aggies, part of Sports Illustrated, have partnered together with the Locked On Podcast Network to give you quality content surrounding everything. Texas A&M. You can check out all of our great work over at si.com slash TAMU. And last and certainly not least, follow us at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all your Locked on podcast needs surrounding everything with Texas A&M. So go check us out at Locked on Aggies, at Aggies SI, at Mr. Cole Thompson, and of course, all of our great work at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, as I was saying at the start of the show, you guys might want to sit down for this one. This is going to be a very serious episode. Again, this is something that I don't really like doing. I know that this is a podcast that kind of gets you away from the serious side of what's going on outside the world. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. There are moments where we have to kind of be serious, even in the world of sports. And today... We got some news surrounding everything. Well, I guess technically yesterday was the news, but we're breaking it now today. The SEC is done for the year. I I mean, I want to say it in a nicer way, but that's pretty much the only way you can say it. You're done. They have elected to shut down all sports, and I'm just going to read you exactly what the email that we were told Uh, as sports writers and as sports people surrounding the Southeastern Conference. So this was a note that we got from the SEC office earlier this week from our athletic directors. The Southeastern Conference today announced that all regular season conference and non-conference championships are canceled for the remainder of the 2019-2020 athletic year, including all SEC championship events due to the continuing developments surrounding coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. In addition, all spring football games are canceled and there will be no pro days conducted by SEC institutions. This is a very difficult day for all of us and I am especially disappointed for our student-athletes, said SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. The health and well-being of our entire conference community is an ongoing priority for the SEC as we continue to monitor developments and information about the COVID-19 virus. Other athletic activities, including team and individual practices, meetings, and other organized gatherings, will be required or voluntarily remain suspended through at least April 15th. SEC member institutions will continue to provide their student-athletes with care and support to meet the needs in areas including academics, medical care, mental health and wellness, nutrition, and housing as needed. 
the SEC and its member institutions will continue to communicate with the public health officials and the medical experts to determine the best path forward related to the coronavirus pandemic. Then going on to talking about ticket refunding information for the SEC softball tournament and SEC baseball tournament automatic full ticket refunds will be made by March 31st for fans who purchase tickets from the SEC office or an SEC university. So unfortunately, the world of sports is shutting down, at least at the college level. And here's why it's kind of also a really big deal that there's no spring football. You have to realize that there are 15 days automatically guaranteed to players and media to be able to go out for spring practice. After that, you kind of have a little bit of dead period. You're allowed to do summer summer workouts. You're able to start working on little things. There's no one stopping you from going to the film room. There's no one stopping you from doing individual drills without pads. It's when spring summer ball returns you're given another set of days and then right before the start of the season you're given 18 days to prepare that's a total of about 35 days of actual on-field practice with pads the spring game is the first chance to see not only what the roster could look like for the upcoming season but it also gives chances for players who probably were going to be in the running for a starting role, reps against either former starters or against other players who are vying for more playing time. Because the only way you can really win is if you can defeat yourself. And A&M isn't losing that many pieces. They're actually very lucky. They are one of the few schools that when I look at spring ball, it stinks because you're going to have to see who else can make those three kind of roster spots on offense and the two on defense. Who's going to be a receiver that steps up? Who's going to be a defensive lineman who can maybe add some depth? Outside of that, they're not really missing anything, and the maroon and white game kind of doesn't have that same pizzazz this year. But a roster like Alabama or LSU suffers because of it, not having A-Day or the purple and gold game. They suffer... Because if they're replacing a plethora of players, now you're relying on hopefully summer ball for summer practices will continue, but also you're relying that this doesn't affect going into fall camp. And here's what I mean by that. Those 18 days now could be the only 18 days that you're given to go out and find if this roster that you have in place, is going to work next season. You can't have big gatherings right now. You can't have Jimbo Fisher having these meetings with his players all in the same room. You have to be able to do it strategically, and when you can't get your team all together, you're kind of lost. So while I do think that this could be a win for AM because of other teams have more struggles... This is a loss in general. When you're unable to bring in people to the setting or into the world of football itself, and you have to kind of just do everything behind closed doors, you're not getting better. And even AM with a ton of new recruits, I mean, this was the largest class of early enrollees. 
Now they're in school and they can't get the proper nutrition or weight training process with the strength and conditioning coach and the nutritionist on campus to help build them for the start of the 2020 season. That's a big loss for A&M. All in all, the cancellation of spring sports and most importantly, the cancellation of spring football right now is a major need because every single team is pretty much just holding their breath, wondering what will come next. And hopefully it's something positive. Like, I really hope that something positive comes out of this. But there's no right answer right now because there's no set date anymore of when we could start seeing team activities. Yes, Sankey has said that there is a possibility that activities can kind of go back to normalcy on April 15th. That date hasn't changed. But at the same time, there's no real news about anything else right now. You're just kind of sitting and waiting and figuring out what comes next. That's pretty much all you got. There's more to talk about with this COVID-19 stuff going on. There's more to talk about with what's going to happen with the SEC. And Greg Sankey actually made an official statement. He did a teleconference yesterday. And we're going to be breaking down that teleconference in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your answer on something. Do you like great podcasts that have a ton of knowledge of your favorite school or your favorite team? If so, why not listen to LockedOnPodcast.com? We have over two dozen college sports shows, plus we have a dozen NFL, NHL, NBA, NFL, and fantasy football shows ready for your listening ears. It's simple. Go to Apple.com, go to iTunes, go to LockedOnPodcast.com, and download your favorite team's podcast today. I promise you. You won't be disappointed. We've been talking a lot about the recent news of the SEC deciding to shut down for the remainder of the year. This was a big blow to a lot of players, especially those seniors. We're going to break down a little bit more of that in a couple minutes. But earlier this week, Greg Sankey came out with a statement. He finally addressed what was going on. And the biggest thing is he's staying optimistic. I mean... Everything that it sounds like for Sankey right now is let's look ahead, not look behind. And right now, the biggest plan is while SEC spring football will be postponed and all the games will be canceled. So no maroon and white game for College Station fans. No A-Day game for Tuscaloosa people. One of the biggest games where it's a free event for people to come in and kind of see what the team is like. It's sometimes their only experience to see their favorite team live and in action, which stinks, but it's a reality. All that gone, now you look at what Sankey said. He's still planning for 2020 to have football. It was pretty obvious. In his teleconference yesterday, Sankey was making sure that while, yep, there are definitely going to be precautions that are going on, uh, he wants to not cancel anything. So there is a three-step program right now. For starters, he announced that the SEC has not canceled its annual spring meetings that are held down in Destin, Florida in May. That is still planning on happening right now. So if that happens, what probably happens next is SEC media days that are scheduled for mid-July in Atlanta that are still on 
per part of the offseason agenda. Now, could the date change? Absolutely. They could move it back a little bit. They could say, you know what, we're going to put it about a week before the start of the season. We will take a week off. We'll add an extra week here. Do something along the lines of that. All that could still change. But the plan is to keep SEC Media Days alive. And last but certainly not least, all these changes are expected to happen, but they are expected to make sure that there is football back on the field for the start of August camps. And hopefully, that will lead to football being back on the field by September. Sankey actually addressed this in the press conference yesterday over the teleconference call. Here's where his exact thoughts. Our focus is preparing for the 2021 fall seasons as currently scheduled, so there is a period on the end of that sentence. We obviously will think about everything going forward because we are being guided by public health information and decision making, but our hope is we can return to normal organized activities, our normal experiences, and being a part of the celebration around soccer, volleyball, cross country, and football in the fall, but we'll have to see. That's my focus. I am a half full perspective person, so I have optimism. We have taken measures as our colleague conferences at this time. I think that if we read those health leaders, they are going to have a period of time, see what happens with the growth of these cases, and we will make the decision down the road. For me, my responsibility is to support the public health decision making, but also be prepared to do our work that's assigned to us. We have categorized things for everyone. One is to be focused on the work we have. The second is to make sure we are prepared for next year as planned. And the third is to engage in big picture thinking, which is the contingency planning and also strategic planning. So everything Sankey is saying is stating that spring football is going to be back. But at the same time, he was opt- he was optimistic about everything. But he was real. There is a part that he has to answer. And unfortunately, there is no answer for it right now. People can ask every single which way what's going to happen next. Is this going to go on for, let's say, the next 20 years? Is this going to go on for the next two days? Will there be a cure for COVID-19 in the coming you know, weeks? And when everything push- is pushed back, you look at what happens next. So Sankey also answered that. Some questions right now are unanswerable. Unanswerable. I don't know is a perfectly acceptable answer, but we have an obligation to figure out what those answers will be moving forward. And we're at one of those circumstances in life where there might be more I don't knows than I know how something will play out. It's a reality. Right now, every SEC football fan should expect there to be something on the field this upcoming season. Because honestly, for me, I feel like if we follow protocol and we do what's asked of us, everything will return to some normalcy very soon. That's just my personal belief on the situation. But at the same time, if we just do what's asked of what Sankey is telling us, him being a wholeheartedly pretty awesome guy about this, he's not canceling anything. He's keeping hope alive for fans. Spring football should be back. 
And maybe it won't be back in the way that we want it to, where we won't get that spring game, but it'll get the players starting to get ready on April 15th. And then after that, it'll lead to summer ball. And then nothing else really kind of gets pushed to the side. Everything else kind of matters. Those are all things I just look at and go, okay, if this is what it takes to get us back to normalcy, I'll do it. I mean, can you live by yourself for two weeks? Yeah, you'll go crazy. Trust me, I'm going crazy half the time. I talk into a microphone to fans for a living and get paid to do it. You don't think that sounds a little crazy? But it's something that we have to do to be able to get some normalcy back. And if Greg Sankey was to offer us right now, telling us, hey, you want football back? Everyone stay indoors? I'm taking it. I'm not going outside. I'm doing what I can to do my part to make football come back. Unfortunately, there is another part that will be affected because of COVID-19, and that is eligibility for seniors. So we'll be breaking that down in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, at Aggies SI, and last but certainly not least, at Locked on Aggies. As we were reporting earlier, with the end of the SEC season, that also means the end for some players' careers. I mean, that's kind of the best way to put it. But after the ruling started coming out, there was a petition by multiple people to make sure NCAA violators made sure that these seniors were given an extra year of eligibility for those who had to lose out on one final season. So... The question is now, who gets it and who doesn't? Does everyone get it, including those who are coming into campus, who are going to miss spring football? Does it include those who are playing basketball and were done with their regular season but didn't have the March Madness to go play in? All those kind of things kind of played a factor into it. Well, the NCAA is reportedly unlikely to grant an extra year of eligibility to student-athletes in winter sports who had their seasons cut short due to the COVID-19 outbreak. This was originally supported by, uh, reported by CBS Sports' basketball insider John Rothstein, who de- uh, reported the development early Wednesday afternoon. It was previously stated that the NCAA was en route on granting an extra year of eligibility to student-athletes in spring sports who had their seasons mid-season interrupted by the outbreak and that the solution was the athletes in winter sports would perhaps meet the criteria due to the fact that they were not going to be able to play in their conference championships. But per Rothstein's report, an extra year for spring athletes is still in play, but the NCAA has seemingly changed the course of the latter making sure that it is an abrupt end to collegiate careers for student-athletes who've already have played in their final season. Uh, Last week, the NCAA, of course, made the decision to cancel all winter and spring championships for the 2020 athletic academic year due to the outbreak. Notable cancellations included both the men's and women's basketball tournament and the College World Series that was scheduled to take place later on in June in, of course, Omaha, Nebraska, and, of course, the College Softball World Series that takes place every summer in Oklahoma City. The NCAA's Council Coordination Committee has agreed to grant relief for the use of a season of competition for student-athletes who participated in spring sports, Stadium's Jeff Goodman tweeted last week. Committee will also discuss issues for winter sport athletes. So, 
Here's what that basically means. Baseball, softball, track, field, tennis, all of those players are expected right now to get that year of eligibility. Wendell Mitchell, Mark French, Josh Nebo for basketball are not. Their careers more than likely have come to an end. There's going to be also some other sports, such as gymnastics, which starts kind of early in the year. I mean, it starts in, I believe, January, and their championships in April, so they're they're over the midseason mark. What does that play into? You also have to think, look at some other names, such as you know a sport like golf that goes year round or goes at least has their two seasons. Same with tennis. All those can still be up in the air. But it looks like Josh Nebo, Wendell Mitchell, and Mark French, those are probably the three big names right now just because of you want to have basketball probably purposes. They're out. They will no longer suit up. Uh, It doesn't seem like also any player who was affected by spring football will get that extra year. Instead, they just will go about things as planned. I mean, that's kind of just the basis of it. So I'm just sitting here wondering, okay, when you look at all the numbers and you crunch all the posts and you just think about what's been going on, was this the best course of action? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But what we do know now is that there's a lot of players who, they said goodbye to their career way too soon. And again, this goes right back to what I was talking about earlier this week about A&M. There's always going to be that question. Well, was it enough? Did they do enough? Were they able to contend? You're always going to wonder those things. And unfortunately, those are just questions you don't have answers to. Was A&M going to be able to make that run in the postseason? Could they have beaten Missouri? If they did, they would probably they were going to face Auburn. They already beat Auburn. Could they do it again? If they did, could they finally get past LSU if LSU was to move on? If not, could they beat Arkansas, which would probably be the team they would have faced? And Arkansas, yeah, they probably could. And if they're in the championship, what's stopping them from winning the damn thing? What's stopping them from going to the NCAA tournament? What's stopping them from going to the NIT, at least? One win probably sets them up for the NIT. And can they win the whole thing in the NIT? Maybe. I don't know. But it's a lot more questions that we don't have answers to. And unfortunately, we're never going to get those answers. Because even if they were to say something along the lines of, you know what, let's just have the SEC basketball tournament say in July, just to see who would have won it all. Too late. It's done. We're never going to be able to know what would have happened in 2020 with Buzz's first team. And the reality is, it's looking more and more like we're never going to see these players suit up again. And unfortunately, that's the sour note we have to end on today. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, at Aggies SI, and last but not least, Locked on Aggies. Tomorrow, we will be bringing back our bracket challenge, letting you know who are going to be some names featured this time on the court, which NBA and WNBA players could be featured as star athletes for the school. We're breaking those down and 
starting tomorrow. And then, of course, on Friday's show, we'll do baseball, getting you ready for the big tournament that we will start Monday. But we'll see you tomorrow. And remember, give me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.